0: What's up? I hope you are having a great day today. This is your host, Jonathan Smith, over here at Shooting the Schmidt. And I'll be honest, I did not plan on doing a podcast today. But then I listened to the one from yesterday and realized that I forgot to mention that I wasn't going to do a podcast today. And I felt guilty just leaving y'all hanging. So today's episode is going to be fun because I have very little prepped. And we're just going to see what happens. So make sure you stick around. It could be great. It could be terrible. I guess we're going to find out. But before we find out, Double B, Bruce Buffer. It's time! Thank you, Bruce. Now, I have no notes. It is almost 1 a.m. I finished watching the Indiana Hoosiers Beat the Wyoming Cowboys a couple hours ago, and that is that is it. That is all we're walking into this with. And as I was watching the game, I began thinking to myself, what I think everybody does during March when they're watching these higher seed teams play. You know, whether it's you know the playing games with the twelve seeds, or you know maybe it's watching you know a thirteen four matchup, and you feel like the thirteen seed is going to win. You begin to talk yourself into that team, right? Because, let's be honest here, the beauty of March Madness is that once your team gets eliminated, because let's be honest, most of the time your team gets eliminated, you then just root for the underdog, right? You find the highest-seeded team, and you pull for them all the way, unless they're playing against your team, right? So like for me last year, Oral Roberts was pulling form, wanted them to beat Ohio State, wanted them to win their second-round game against Florida, and then they ran to Arkansas, and I was like, please don't win. I don't, I don't want you to do that. Please don't do that. And thankfully they didn't. Arkansas won, ended up running into the Elite Eight. Had to throw that in there because Elite Eight chances this year, not super high. But anyway, we're not talking about that. We're talking about the Indiana Hoosiers and pulling for these underdog teams. And you begin to talk yourself into them, right? You know, you look at the team play and you're like, ooh, I really like that player. You know, ooh, the announcers, they're saying he's like a borderline NBA guy, right? Maybe maybe he gets hot. Maybe he can carry him. I think we're going to see that. I guess you guys are going to listen to this on Wednesday. So we'll see that tonight. With the 16-seed the matchup, I believe Bryant University has the leading scorer in the country. So therefore, you know, everybody's going to be talking themselves into him and his ability to put the ball in the basket. And can he potentially carry this Bryant team to a win against Arizona? Probably not. Not going to happen. They also have to win their playing game first. So it just, it kind of happens. And I found myself doing that, you know, last night against, in, during the Indiana game. And man, that team really plays defense, you know, and I was sitting there and I was like, you know, they play defense. And when, look, when you play defense, you can beat anybody in college basketball, right? Because you just need one guy to get hot. And then all of a sudden, like, you're good. And, you know, looking at Indiana, I was like, man, they looked really good in the Big Ten tournament. And I found myself talking myself into the 12th seeded Indiana Hoosiers, who I now have beating St. Mary's in the first round. That's how deep it got, right? I was like, they're definitely going to beat St. Mary's now, without a doubt. And I've talked myself into Trace Jackson Davis and so on and so forth. And I'm, I'm pulling up the bracket now. And I'm just trying to think who are teams or what are the teams that we're going to talk ourselves into this year, right? Like who is going to be, you know, the guy that everybody's talking about, right? Like last year, Oral Roberts, it was Max Abomas, right? The, the small guard who could shoot it and everything like that. So who is that guy going to be this year? You know, could it be Trace Jackson Davis at Indiana? Like I know Indiana is Power Five school, a traditional blue blood. Haven't been in years past, as they just won their first tournament game since 2016. And like, who is who is this player going to be? And I'm so excited to see who it's going to be and who's who's going to be the loyal to Chicago this year, right? Like this is why we love March. Okay, it's because you know we find these small schools in the middle of nowhere who. You know, like no one really cares about until they get here. And let's be honest, sometimes we haven't even heard of them. Like, let's be honest. Before Loyola Chicago's run a few years ago, we had never heard of Loyola Chicago, unless you're maybe from Chicago. I don't know. And so it's I'm so excited just to kind of see who that player is going to be this year. And you know, I talked about Davidson the other day. I was talking about the Korean kid, Ha Jung Lee, or however you pronounce his name, but potential NBA guy. You know, can shoot it, 16 points a game, 6'7", wing, whatever. So I don't want to talk too, too much about Davidson. But there are a couple other guys, two in particular that I want to focus on here, who are, who have the potential to be the Max Obamas of last year, right? I really hope his name, his last name is Obamas and so then I'm pronouncing it correctly. But the first one, I'm going to mispronounce it, Jamari Bouye. I really hope it's Bouya. I think that'd be way cooler. Plays for the University of San Francisco. And look, let's be honest. You know, San Francisco started the year really hot. I believe they're like the last undefeated team in the country. And then, yeah, but and then they played Gonzaga or something like that because they're in the same conference. But anyway, San Francisco went 24-9 on the year, had three losses. Um, where They had three of their losses came to Gonzaga, which is, you know, understandable when you're San Francisco, right? Either way, Booyah, that's what we're going to call them, is a significant reason as to why San Francisco has been so great this year. He's averaging 17 points, five rebounds, and four assists, and he's shooting 47% from the field, which is really good for a guard, right? And as, you know, a lower seed in the tournament, San Francisco should be a lot of fun to watch. This is a mid-major that I have heard a lot about, and I'm really excited about, you know, Booyah. He has increased his draft stock from being undrafted to being, like, a late second-round pick. And look, man, he could show up, show out in the tournament— And, you know, launch that, or maybe he shows up and he struggles and he falls. And it'll be really interesting to see. And that is, you know, another one of the draws, right, is we hear about these mid-major guys. And it's like, yeah, well, you know, he plays at the University of San Francisco. Like, of course he's getting buckets. Like, they're a mid-major. Who cares? It's so nice to see, you know, these guys on these mid-major teams play against, you know, the Power 5 Conference guys, right, to see them play against the, you know, the Blue Bloods of the world, the Kansas's, the Dukes, the Arizonas, the UCLA's, so on and so forth. And to see these guys that we've heard about, but haven't necessarily seen play because, you know, those mid-major games, they just aren't on TV. It's fun to see them play against that higher level of competition to really kind of get a glimpse at what these guys can be, right? And so, yeah, so Jamari Buya, you know, he's, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see him play, right? He's He's a six-foot-two guard, so he's... You know, just a normal-sized point guard, in my opinion, right? And, you know, he can shoot it off the dribble. He's got really good range, and I am really excited to see him play. They're actually playing up here in Indianapolis, so I'll get to see him in person. Had to throw that in there, too. You know, have to throw out the credential brag whenever I can. And so, you know, he's definitely one of the guys that I'm looking forward to seeing. Another guy, David Roddy from Colorado State another potential NBA guy very different style from our guy booya you know he's you know a little bit thicker built more like a tight end in the NFL broad shoulders tree trunk kind of guy you know and you know, he's a monster inside right he rebounds at a high rate and he passes the ball well too for a big guy so he's very skilled as opposed to you know it's not like he's just some huge dude who plays in a mid-major so he's able to score because he's just bigger than everybody. He's actually like a skilled player. He's the primary scorer on this Colorado State team. You know, he's going to get doubled a lot. You know, with his ability to pass the ball, he's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm excited to watch him as well. And there's one more guy that I want to get into before we wrap it up here. One more player that goes by the name of Peter Kiss, which is a fantastic basketball name. Anyway, he is the leading scorer in the country. Plays for Bryant. He averages twenty five points a game, which is a lot, especially when you consider the fact that he doesn't even shoot thirty percent from three. And I believe he's a guard. He looks like a guard. It says he's a guard here on, on the ESPN website. And he is a guy who I am so intrigued to see play because it's not like you know he's huge. He's only six five, right? He he's a transfer from Rutgers too, so he's played against these you know higher level. Teams, you know, the Blue Bloods, you know, haven't played in the Big Ten. And then, you know, he's gone to Bryant now and he's averaging 25 points a game, which is really impressive. Trying to figure out the shooting thing because he shot 42% from three last year. And this year he's just really struggled. I don't, that's just, that's weird. And <laughs> yeah, he's a guy who I also want to keep my eye on. He's definitely, especially, you know, if they somehow pull off the miraculous upset, it'll be because Kiss went out and got 40 points or something crazy like that. So he's definitely a guy that I could see America falling in love with, you know, during the magical month that is March and the fantastic time of the year that what that is March Madness, the single greatest postseason tournament in all of sports. So that's gonna do it here at Shooting the Schmidt. Keep an eye on those guys. I'm so excited. March is here. College basketball. I'll be back again on Monday, hopefully with a guest recap. All the craziness that's gone on over the weekend. So, once again, that's going to do it here. I'll be back again to talk to y'all on Monday.